Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I'm going to talk about messy rooms, how to handle messy rooms, how to help encourage your children to keep their rooms relatively tidy. Um, I'll have a separate podcast on what to do with teenagers. Teenage rooms are a whole other story, so I will tackle that in another podcast, but today we'll talk about little kids and messy rooms. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. All right, so let's talk about messy rooms. So first of all, let's think about what a child's room represents for them. Unless they share a room and then it's their half of the room or their section of the room. But really it's the only space in the house that's actually theirs. It's their little universe, it's their little world and every child is different. I happen to feel that how the room actually looks is a representation of how that child or that person's brain actually functions. So if the room is an absolute disaster and things are everywhere, that's probably what it feels like in their head. <laughs> if they're super organized and they like everything a certain way um, and everything has to be very particular and it's very sort of tense and regulated, that's also what goes on in their brain. So the room can be very telling. And we want a child's room to be kind of integrated. Having the idea that the room is gonna be perfect and everything's in place all the time and that it will look exactly the way that you want it to look um, is not realistic. It's not gonna happen. And that gap in expectation is gonna cause a lot of tension. It's gonna make you very upset and it's going to cause a lot of stress for your child as well. So I would say first, recognize that it's their space. It's their little universe. Two, that it's not going to look the way you want it to. That there'll be some kind of integrated version. There'll be, it'll be messier than you would like but probably neater than they would like. And let's talk about what keeping the room clean can actually do. When I work with older teens or um, even tweens around organization and study skills and anything related to school or assignments, I usually start with their room. I don't usually involve the parents in it because I want it to be their journey. But tackling cleaning your room is, or keeping your room tidy is very similar to the steps that you need to start a project or an assignment or an essay. And one of the earliest things that kids can learn is if you sort of stay on top of things, which we say all the time to them, but if you stay on top of things and do it little by little, you're never going to have that big moment where you have to spend all day cleaning. So there really is something to laying down um, neural pathways and habits um, and experience with staying on top of things and not avoiding things that really can help kids outside of their room. What you don't want to do is connect this to stress and disappointment and yelling and screaming. We don't want kids to associate keeping care of their room and keeping on top of things with stress and upset and shame and disappointment. We want them to associate that with, ah, I feel good when my room is clean. I feel nice when I'm on top of things. I love that that work um, is behind me and I don't have to do it now. And these are the feelings that we really want to associate with cleaning a room. So there's a few things that you can do that I think will really help. Nagging is, is not one of those things. 
But in gentle little conversations and little spurts, you can just talk about how wonderful it feels to take care of your things and how nice it feels to be in a space where you know where things are and you can find things quickly. So just kind of making that association and talking about that can really help. With little kids, you have to help them. If you say to them, go clean your room, that is that is open-ended, that is overwhelming, that is you know, a much bigger task than they can actually fathom or, or attack on their own. So make sure you're breaking it down into steps. Write it down for them. Or I like to use sticky notes. So have on each sticky note, on the back of the door, or on the wall, each step. So step one, throw it all your garbage. Step two, put all your dirty laundry in the laundry basket. Step three, fold all your clean clothes and put it in the closet. Like break it down into steps. So this is especially important for kids that have ADHD and get easily overwhelmed. You know, just saying clean your room, they don't know where to start. Again, this is very similar to an assignment, right? I don't know where to start. I don't know how to begin. I've got so many ideas in my head. I have no idea how to get it out on the page. This is why it's really important to help kids break things down into little steps. So I love the sticky note idea. And then when they've completed everything on that sticky note, they can take that sticky note and either give it to you or they can stick it on a different part of their wall. And at the end, you could come up with some kind of positive reward for that. It could be a privilege. It could be something they're earning. Um, you know, it could be something that they enjoy. And then the other part is when all of the sticky notes are done, sit with them and encourage your child to feel good about what they just did. Sometimes we sort of move right on to something else. Well, now we have to do this or let's go do this now, but actually let them experience what it's like to complete something and tune into their body talk, Turn, tune into that feeling of getting it done. There's little endorphins that happen there. And if you can constantly help your child tune in with their body, other bodies talking to them and the little reward system that happens when you finish something that looked like it was going to be really difficult or that would take a really long time and it wasn't actually that bad and you feel kind of good when it's done repeatedly helping them tune into that feeling and those biochemicals in their body is actually going to help to nurture this as something that they take on later on here's a few other things that you can do that will really help make sure you have trays trays are amazing have your kids put things on trays when they're finished eating something or it's something that has to go back down to the kitchen or I don't know, they've borrowed scissors or something, put it on a tray. They don't have to take a bunch of trips to where they're going. It can all be put on the tray. Big garbage containers, not little bitty things that get fill up and overflow. Have a bigger, I know they're not attractive, but have a bigger garbage bin in rooms so the kids can get in the habit of putting things that belong in the garbage in that bigger bin. Same thing with laundry baskets, bigger laundry baskets, or even multiple laundry baskets can really help. So they get in the habit of putting that thing that they've just worn in that laundry basket that can really help. The other thing that can be helpful is having a cleanup time. So either a quick time during the day where you go over the room and put things away or Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, you pick a time where you do it together and you make it kind of fun, put some music on, you know, watch a show while you're doing it. If they have um, a laptop or a TV in their room, just make it associate it with something fun and then take that time at the end to enjoy what you've done. The last thing I want to suggest is when you are cleaning up, what are you modeling? 
if you're cleaning up and go, I can't believe it, and this place is a mess, and I'm so exhausted, and I have other things to do, and this is crazy. If you're doing that, even muttering to yourself while you're cleaning, our children are always learning. So they're watching, ugh, cleaning up and tidying is arduous and horrible and awful, and I don't like it. And obviously mom doesn't like it or dad doesn't like it. And they start to associate the emotions that we're displaying um, with that act. So, and I'm not saying you have to be like snow white and whistle while you work, but try to keep it in your head if you're muttering or don't say much at all. And then at the end, look around, put your hands on your hips and go, that feels so good to have that done. I feel great. I was able to use my energy towards something that I feel really good about. And don't do it with this big dramatic display. Just kind of do it and walk away. We are always teaching our children and they are always learning. So they're very simple things you can do to establish some really good patterns around cleaning up and bedrooms. So hopefully that will help with the whole room thing. I know it can be incredibly overwhelming and exhausting. And we also have to examine our own issues around mess and our childhood relationship with how our parents treated us around rooms. Were we the kind of kid that never had to clean up and our parents just did it? Or were our parents all over us? And we felt like we were in a constant state of disappointing them. So really kind of think about your own journey. And I will, um, I'll spend a whole episode on talking about teenagers in their rooms. So thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you being out there. If you want more information on Connected Parenting, please go to connectedparenting.com. I have all kinds of information there. Uh, we have a whole team of people that can help you both online and in person. Uh, my books are there. I have a whole bunch of courses. I have a professional course if you're interested in being trained as a connected parenting practitioner. We have a number of different resources set up to help you on your connected parenting journey. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.